Hey guys, it's Mandy. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to take a minute to thank my patrons. You are the ones making this possible. You are the ones keeping restorative grief, both on the airwaves and in the lives of people who need grief support and a better understanding of how to support themselves through their losses. So if you're interested in joining us, you can visit my website, mandykpart.com, for all the links to check out the premium episodes and premium content that are available to you by becoming a patron. Welcome back to Restorative Grief. You are listening to episode 76, titled, Am I Ever Going to Heal? This week is a short and sweet invitation into a new way of thinking. I've been feeling a little under the weather, as you might be able to hear, for the last four weeks. Migraines, a weekend of food poisoning, the flu, and now what is clearly a cold are making me seriously reconsider the pace at which I'm working. If you know anything about me, that pace is very steady, but that level of intensity can't sustain, especially for those of us in pursuit of healing. So whether it's physical, spiritual, mental, or emotional, the truth and reality of our healing is important to remember when the unwellness seems never-ending. Now, I realize that a physical illness is not the same as grief, but let's allow the lines to blur for today. We are whole people, and for those of us who have done some of that integration work, we can very easily describe how our mind, emotions, and spirit are impacted by physical illness as well. We also know how grief takes a huge toll on our bodies, whether we recognize it cognitively or not. So when I hear the question, am I ever going to heal? I get excited. This person is asking an honest question. They're available. They're on the brink of losing their hope, not because everything is irrevocably broken, but because they are experiencing the realness of grief. Their experience is affecting every aspect of their lives, and it's exhausting on every level. This is the place where a question like, am I ever going to heal, becomes a challenge. It's like a dare to those around us. It's like they're asking, do you know how to heal this? Because I don't, and I'm not even sure that it's a possibility for me. That challenge, however, is not about an external force suddenly arriving and changing the tides. It's an internal invitation for us to consider how we define what it means to heal. For most of the people I encounter, being healed is endgame. It's the destination they're aiming toward, no matter the ailment. And this is where our first invitation gets messy, and often, grievers walk away from working with me, to be completely honest, because healing is not a destination, and I am clear about that from the start. It is not a task we will complete to mark off the checkbox on our list. Healing is an ongoing, lifelong practice of integrating what we learn about ourselves and loss into the mundane, daily life that we lead. I used to attend a lot of spiritual conferences and events, and almost every one of them left me feeling like I was standing on the top of a mountain, shouting and laughing and full of joy. And I quickly burned out on the process when I realized I didn't want to become the person chasing mountaintop experiences. I wanted to learn how to integrate what I had gained about myself and life into the daily tasks and encounters ahead of me. The same is true with our grief work. We can have incredible moments of breakthrough where we gain a new perspective or release an old one. Our momentary experience of healing is the point, but not for us to be able to point backwards toward a time when healing seemed realistic. 
That moment that feels like healing is for us to become more present than we've ever been before and to experience that healing moment deep in our bones. To invite the understanding of what we call healing into our whole selves and ask, what does this mean for me now? Many of you who listen are longstanding members of faith communities, so I'm sure much of what I'm saying sounds familiar. When we hear something new and groundbreaking, we have to invite it in and forward to break new ground. Otherwise, it becomes a pithy catchphrase we see on bumper stickers or t-shirts. So how do we truly start to integrate those moments of clarity? How can we practice ongoing healing experiences and trust that we will encounter more without feeling burnt out, exhausted, drained, or disillusioned? Well, in the restorative grief model, we focus on that whole self, right? Heart, mind, body, and spirit are all part of the whole. In order to support growth, healing, and integration in those areas, we have to go beyond the traditional expectations of grief work. The expectations of platitude and time working together to revive our hope only serve to undermine the real knowledge we gain about ourselves and our place in this world. When you start to talk to yourself about loss or listen to a show like this, you are gaining information. Put another way, you've given yourself permission to take a look at your life, to gain a line of sight toward the pain points and areas of grief in your experience. And for many, that's enough. Simply noticing what hurts activates that automatic process of either shutting it down or compartmentalizing, or it activates the automatic process of making a different decision to try and affect change. But if we want to be intentional about our healing and answer the question of the day, then we need to slow down our immediate responses and become active participants in the process. Once we gain a line of sight, we can choose to look for insight. This insight can come from internal or external sources, but it will always be a nugget of wisdom that speaks to the very place we are now and the way we can travel toward the place we want to be. And again, this is enough for many people. Insight and knowing that solutions exist for healthy nutrition, for example, is enough to make them feel better about the way they're showing up for their bodies as they choose foods. But if we want to convert and make something new from our insight, We have to become intentional with our actions. This is where we start asking for tools and sustainable support practices in response to our insights. If we know we can see a nutrition deficit in our lives and we determine that experts exist in that area, we may as well lean into those experts for support, right? This is the one place that trips people up the most. Honestly, we all want to feel different and more integrated with our healing process, But for most, they get to this point of vulnerability where help and support from an external source is needed, and they stop. It's not that they're interested in something other than growth. It's not that they aren't interested in growth. Think about any accounts you might follow on social media that like inspire you or their audiences to be healthier, happier, shorter, taller, whatever. They're influencers trying to help you improve your lives, but also to make a living. They offer a paid product, but maybe you're just lurking. Maybe you're not interested in committing for any number of reasons. And again, that's fine. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at the accounts that I'm following and just sliced that number because I've created so much noise. I found that I was collecting ideas or techniques from people offering a little bit of support on social media, but for whatever reason, I never became intentional in partnering with their support. 
And it's the same with grief. We know we have to be intentional and make a different choice, but we're scared. Maybe we are overwhelmed by how many options and support ideas are actually out there. Maybe we're not sure we can financially afford to support ourselves, or maybe we don't feel worthy of such an investment in our wholeness. But until we become intentional, we will always see our hope and healing as just out of reach. A cool idea for other people, but maybe something not quite right for us. We will reinforce the rigid barriers we've erected, allowing us to justify that lack of investment in ourselves. We will find ways to explain how such ideas or techniques could never work for us because our pain is too unique. And it's true. Our pain is unique to us. But that's 100% why our own line of sight, personal insight, and decision to act on our own behalf is what leads to our new experiences of healing. We are the only ones who know what will or won't support our growth because we are individuals who experience our internal lives like no one else can. And it's in those moments of vulnerability with ourselves that leads us into action and ultimately into healing. Because we're not trying to act to resolve and recover from grief. We're trying to act on behalf of ourselves to experience something different, to find what feels good, what feels right, what feels like security, and ultimately feels like hope. And while you may have been lied to and told otherwise by yourself or another person, I'm here to tell you this one thing is very true for everyone, even you. Healing is your right, and it is entirely possible for you to feel very differently as you grieve. Thank you for listening to episode 76 of Restorative Grief. This conversation is extremely personal for me. About a year after my mom died, I distinctly remember wondering if I would ever feel better, if my grief would ever lighten, shift, change, or even just resolve. But just the other night, on my way home from yoga class, I burst into tears wondering how different my life would be if my mom hadn't died in the first place. And for some, that might sound like unresolved grief, like hopelessness, like fear. But for me, it was just honesty. It was a big vulnerability for myself to admit that what I was experiencing in the moment might be connected to an area of my loss I just haven't addressed yet. It's been over seven years since she died, and there are moments to this day that I find myself healing and yet still find new areas of healing as well. So more than anything, I want to remind you not to give up. Please remain. Please stay on this earth, in this place of honesty, and available to people in your life who might come along to help you uncover the sight or insight you need to finally become intentional for yourself too. If this is your first time listening to Restorative Grief, I hope you feel something stirring. Grief work is difficult, but not impossible, because you're not doing it alone, no matter what you think. If you're interested in a larger community of people to talk about loss and grief, consider joining the Restorative Grief Project, which is my free online coaching group, or become a patron of the show to join our monthly live chats on Discord. The links for both of those and more are in the show notes, and you can always come find me on social media under at Mandy Capehart because I would love to hear from you and hopefully learn a little more about who you are and what you're experiencing in your grief story too. We're doing this together. And as always, one last thing, please remember the only solution for grief is to do the work of grieving. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.